0: And Welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that seeks out the middle ground, or, as is the case this summer, uh, does a little wander through the uh, diet and wellness trends of the past. I'm Annika Buckle. And
1: I am Jenny Omani, and if you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love a little favor from you. Could you pop over to whatever platform you are listening from? Pop on five stars, or ten if you have a ten-star platform, whatever is the most stars maybe a little some nice words or if that feels like too much work even just share tell a friend whatevs uh we would appreciate it so much it means a lot to us and what are we going to talk about today so
0: i can't believe we've already made it to the 1960s but here we are Oh, are those beehives have hair. (laughs) Well, so I don't know about you, but for me, when I think about the sixties, I feel like there's kind of this pull between like two big feelings of the decade. One is like shift dresses, the color orange fondues and a three martini lunch. And then the other is like the counterculture, like the Bob Dylan, the yoga, the health food stores, you know, we kind of, I think we get a little bit of everything in this decade. So um, let's, let's look at wellness trends in both of those areas. Cause there's a, there's a plenty as a content warning. We're going to talk about dieting diets. We're going to talk about restrictive eating, um, as kind of, I think is impossible to talk about <laughs> diet trends of the past without touching on. Um, but we're also going to have a few laughs. So if you're up for it, stick around. And if you're not find your laughs somewhere else, there's a lot of things to laugh at on the internet. Um so we talked a little bit um in the 1950s about kind of the history of modern mainstream wellness as a concept um and unsurprisingly as uh Jenny talked about last time you know as we start to have this shift into you know positive health rather than just the absence of illness this really kind of got um bolstered along within kind of the counterculture movement like oh I think a lot of this, like, you know, fuck the man kind of energy mm-hmm. comes up, right? With like, mm-hmm. we don't need your wars, we don't need your paternalistic medicine, you know? I, I think it was a really, um, it just was a very apt time for it to kind of become really popular. And so what I discovered is this, the macrobiotic diet. Uh, oh! Be, right? Really?
1: Gosh, I thought that was like a more modern thing. No. And
0: actually, Ah. so I didn't, I really didn't know very much about this at all. So we're going to have a a mini deep dive.
1: Oh my God. I, (laughs) you know how much I love an origin story. So I, I am here for that. I, I just genuinely thought that that was a newer thing like counting your macros which I still I don't know how to do I shouldn't say I still don't know how to do because I will never know how to do it because I don't have any interest in that So
0: (laughs) this as kind of it's like origin story as I mean most things do it's you know kind of gets um it evolves it evolves it turns into different things than it starts at but this uh is a diet that was created in Japan in the 1920s by a Zen Buddhist by the name of George Oshawa actually not really his name but that's one of his 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 most popular (laughs) pen name (laughs) um who had been traveling around the world since the end of world war ii but ended landed in new york in 1960 and began lecturing there on this diet now he'd previously been in france Um, In Paris, in particular, and had gotten quite a bit of traction there. So this is by no means like when it first started to come into vogue. But in terms of the, you know, North American popularity of it, um, this really, it was kind of like an explosion in like the counterculture communities in around Greenwich. Um, mm, New York was mm-hmm. the Zen, the Zenith of like a lot of things actually in the sixties. Hmm. Um, so basically it advocates the balance of dietary yin and yang with like lots of brown rice, lots of vegetables. I found a great summary that I'll put in the chat. If you can, um, read it, it's a little bit long, but I'll tell you the site that this came from after you read it. Sure. Cause then I actually find it right. so
1: interesting that we keep seeing the same countries come up, right? Japan, France, France. Mm
0: -hmm. Like it's like
1: how somehow France seems to represent all of Europe, which if you've ever been to Europe, that would (laughs) really really upset a lot of people. (laughs) Generally, the diet is made up of organic whole grains, such as brown rice, barley, oats, and buckwheat, half your food intake. Okay. So half your food is going to be whole grains. Okay. Locally grown organic fruits and vegetables up to a quarter of your food intake soups made with vegetables, seaweed, beans, chickpeas, lentils, and fermented soy, miso, up to a quarter of your food intake. Sometimes you include small helpings of nuts, seeds, and pickled vegetables. Some people occasionally eat small amounts of organic meat or fish. You should only eat when you are hungry. You should chew your food for a long time until it becomes a liquid in your mouth. Oh, that's just gross (laughs) phrasing. The belief is that this helps you digest it more easily. I would argue that's probably not true. Um, You shouldn't have any vitamin or mineral supplements. You cannot eat processed foods or foods with artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. You should also prepare and cook your food in a certain way. Cook and store all your foods in pots and utensils made of wood, glass, stainless steel, or china, ceramics. Avoid microwave ovens or cooking with electricity. Hmm. Prepare your food in a calm and peaceful environment. Always purify the water you drink or cook with. I mean, it's like anything. Some of this is very like common sense, like eat healthy foods. Right. And then then it kind of, you're like, oh shit, I can't use electricity. Right. (laughs) Where am I going to cook with an open fire?
0: (laughs) so this excerpt was on the uk cancer research page kind of the uk equivalent of the american cancer institute with a warning that this is a very popular diet for people diagnosed with cancer to try because drum roll it claims to be able to cure cancer of course there's just something so gross
1: about health claims that involve cancer mm-hmm. i think that people are so desperate when they get a really, um, devastating diagnosis. And it's so understandable that people would want to try anything to help with that. The key phrase being help with. Mm -hmm. And I think if you talk to any oncologists, like they're very open for people to bring ideas and things that they want to try to use hand in hand with, um, you know, Western medical evidence-based practices. But there seems to be this thing where people like to say, I, A, people who've never had cancer will say how to not get cancer or cure their cancer or people who in their own lives have made a decision to treat their cancer naturally. And that's also their choice. And I may not agree with their choice, but it is their choice. But to then project their choice onto other people in a quite literally life or death situation is just it's so gross and wrong and disturbing
0: it feels really predatory right like
1: it what well, is predatory because mm-hmm. you're you're literally dealing with something that could be lethal for somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like i want people to have the ability to have choices and like i said if i don't agree with your choice like that's fine it's still your choice but it's when you bring other people into your choice Mm -hmm. and try to make it their choice for them when it is literally their life. It's just so wrong.
0: It's so wrong. It's really, really hard. So, uh, George himself, uh, claims that he cured his tuberculosis at the age of 19 with this diet. So that, you know, adds another whole layer. Um, and and
1: tuberculosis and cancer aren't the same (laughs) thing anyways. Like even, even, if, even like, if
0: he did, yeah,
1: like they're not the same family of anything, like you, there's no <laughs> overlap there,
0: George. So, Ugh. I, I, what I will say, and I appreciate, you know, the UK Cancer Research page takes as much of a balanced view about this as they can in saying mm-hmm. loosely following this can be really helpful for some people with cancer in some situations that a focus on whole grains and vegetables is a good idea. Yes. Kind of like the same shit we say. Yeah, eat good food. About diet, but they also will add if it's strictly followed, it can lead to severe malnutrition and has even led mm. to death due to not providing mm. enough protein and key vitamins and minerals. Now, I will add it was an earlier version of this diet that was just brown rice and water that led to oh, death. Okay. malnutrition. Okay. Okay. And I think, like any vegan diet, it can be done in a healthy way with planning and effort, but it can also be very expensive, especially if you've had to replace all of your cookware and time-consuming if you can't use electricity. Yeah, I think my favorite quote. Do you have to like
1: build your open fire to cook with in your apartment?
0: Um, I think my favorite quote about this uh, at the time and kind of why it became as popular as it did um, comes from author and researcher Jonathan Kaufman counterculture kids picked it up in the 60s so they were basically reinterpreting japanese peasant food cooked through the lens of 20 year olds who didn't know how to cook <laughs> uh, so
1: okay. let's Good move job. up to
0: a few more trends from the 1960s we cannot talk about the 1960s without talking about weight watchers hello oh, weight watchers story weight yeah. watchers okay so, Initially, I thought that this could be its own episode. But then I remember that Maintenance Phase did an excellent episode with great detail. So if you're curious to have all of the context about Weight Watchers in particular, kind of its evolution out out of the 1960s, you know, go check that out for sure. Um, But I'll give you kind of the Coles notes for how it fits into history as we're talking about today. Gene Neidich. New York mother and housewife, as history has immortalized her, started the company in the mid-1960s. She lost 70 pounds through a program from the New York Board of Health called the Prudent Diet, but she didn't like the way that their meetings were run. So she started running her own meetings out of her living room and charging people. Real uh, real uh, private sector uh, innovation, stealing a program that she got for free from the New York Board of Health. But anyways, it's basically like so many other diets in that initially- it starts started as a diet heavy in vegetables, lean meats, fish, and tons of fat-free dairy. Heck of a lot of skim milk in the diet in the early days. Multiple glasses oh, a day.
1: God, my mom still drinks skim milk and it's like water. <laughs> it's so what is the point? Don't put that near my coffee. Doesn't belong I would rather
0: coffee. have nothing than skim milk in my I'd coffee. I'd have black
1: coffee instead.
0: Um, so like Jenny Craig, if you heard our episode on that, there was this peer support angle that Jean felt was lacking in the program when it was run by the board of health. So for her, that was like a really crucial part, the meetings. Um, also like Jenny Craig, your meeting leader, uh, is not, was not, and is not a trained dietitian or a psychologist, but a peer in this case who has hit their goal weight and held it for six weeks.
1: That's all you gotta do six weeks.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like,
0: uh, I like so many diets, right? She did it. You can do it. He did it. So you can do it for six weeks. Um, there, this initial kind of 1960s version was much more structured than what came later with not only lists of allowed and restricted food, but also a recommendation to weigh your food portions, real classic eating disorder behavior. Great, really, um, healthy and balanced. (laughs) Yeah. Why use your
1: kitchen scale to make sure you're putting enough flour in your recipe when you can (laughs) use it to make sure you're micromanaging everything that goes in your body. Right.
0: The other thing that exploded in the 1960s was diet drinks, both like pop, like Tab. Oh, tab. I don't know what oh, that is. It's very his historical. <laughs> it got it got like a a renaissance in like pink skinny bottles because it was a diet drink. But at the time, it was just like bottled like the rest of pop. It's like it was hmm. a, it was a diet pop, very popular diet pop for women. That's why they made it pink. <laughs> of course, because marketing. Um. um so diet pops but also meal replacement shakes like sego which i never heard of but apparently was huge um Mm -hmm. jenny i'm going to send you a link to this ad excuse the fact that the link is to ebay it's still a very um hilarious ad to take a look at i will put this of course in the show notes as well
1: Oh, nothing about
0: this looks appealing. Can you imagine having to drink one of those? <laughs> okay, so
1: it's 1966. Sego liquid diet food drink original print ad. It's a weight control shake. Is how it's advertised. You can buy the ad on eBay. Is why it's an eBay link. Three new Sago flavors with the new with the nice new taste. <laughs> oh, milk chocolate exclamation mark caramel fudge. Butter pecan. Who wants to drink butter pecan? I want there was my... also
0: a cherry brandy at the time. <laughs> in particular, hilarious. Ne- neither alcohol nor cherries, just a meal replacement shake. But, you know, flavored as cherry brandy. I can't imagine anything I want to do, put in my body less. But anyways.
1: <laughs> I'm going to read the copy at the bottom of the ad. It's This is a poorly structured ad because the copy is very small and there's too much of it at the bottom. So we're not going to talk about the marketing <laughs> strategy here, but it could improve okay um <laughs> innocent as they may seem the new- these newest three are wickedly recklessly tempting now all together 16 nice new taste Sego diet food flavors so nice we put them in nice new cans there's too many nices oh good nice grief. nice 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 oh buyer your copywriter all with the extra all with the extra protein, the extra ounces, the extra special brand of Slimming and Magic only Sego offers. 16 nice new tastes, <laughs> three irresistible newcomers, one lucky you. This is dieting.
0: So it doesn't sh- even
1: look good. Like nothing at no. all. Above- this is just makes me want to dry heave.
0: So they were 225 calories each and you were supposed to consume four cans daily in place of food. So yes, that means just 900 liquid calories a day. Oh God.
1: It makes like, do you know what makes me think of is if you've ever done endurance, like running or cycling or anything Mm. like that, and you have to take gels,
0: the goose,
1: and then you get to the end of your run and you're like burping up (laughs) gel (laughs) And then by the end of it, you're just like, I cannot look at another gel. But like, that's your, just your day. It's not like a run and you're doing this thing short term so that like you have... Meet your nutritional needs while you're doing this high energy output. Like you're like that's your day. I, I like. Do you burp up sago? Probably. You're just having like sago burps.
0: Well, and Ooh. like, can you imagine like that much sweetness? You know what I mean. Like you're having the butter pecan, and then you're having the cherry brandy, and then you're having the, like I just. Anyways. Oh
1: my god! Um, Could you imagine having something that tastes like alcohol with no alcohol in it? <laughs> like I don't drink alcohol, anyways. For personal reasons it's just not something that I enjoy but like when I did enjoy drinking <laughs> alcohol would I like want to drink something that tasted like wine without any like I don't like why? I don't know look
0: non-alcoholic cocktails and beer and wine are like a big yeah but Stay cherry brandy now but it's a I, huge honestly, part of the
1: market and cherry I, brandy is not included in it
0: a, ch- a cherry brandy meal replacement shake just doesn't sound oh, anyway God. in case yeah. you aren't already grossed out enough i saw one um historian uh, who'd done a significant amount of research around this category of foods described them as quote baby formula mixed with water and certainly a poor substitute for food
1: Oh and you know what the irony is it probably is the same base similar right. base to baby formula. Right. In all honesty.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh gross. Yeah. No, so you. yum. Um let's touch really Liquid briefly diet. on mm-hmm. exercise around wellness in the 60s because um I kind of went down a rabbit hole a little bit I think similar Jenny to um what you were talking to us last week about in terms of like fashion in the 50s mm, yeah. um I got I went way down the rabbit hole of um what people were wearing to work out in in the 60s yeah what's the athleisure scene like in the um 60s? so like the Kind of two of the big things were like calisthenic style exercise and then Still, yoga. Still, those went
1: on forever. They're I know. So well, dumb.
0: You know what, though? You don't need any equipment to do jumping yeah. jacks or push ups or, you know, anyways. Sure. Um, but yoga also started to become really, really popular. So, in a lot <laughs> of ways, I think this, the outfits that I'm about to send you can really be seen as the Ooh. precursor to Lululemon. So,
1: Chip <laughs> got his inspo from. <laughs>
0: Um, I will of course include this in our, uh, show notes and I'm just going to send you this image here.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling like almost like this is where we get the eighties, uh, fitness inspo from. It
0: really feels like it, right. You've got these very bright colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got like, Basically like bodysuits and tights, like sheer tights. Yep. Dan skin, very popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Full body, a lot of full body leotards.
1: Full body leotard. I mean, we um even currently though, see a lot of those like um like onesie. Totally. Like a ritzia totally. like they I don't what's this, oh my gosh, the term is escaping. But yeah, like the onesie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if it was, if. If you were in 1965 in Chantelaine doing a pulley workout, you would be wearing a full body leotard in a beautiful black and white paisley.
1: <laughs> and I bet you it's not a very breathable fabric. Like I, I bet you don't you imagine would, part of your, your, uh, sweat would be due to the <laughs> breathability or lack thereof <laughs> or
0: lack thereof. Everything's got long sleeves. Everything's full, you know, all the way to your feet, including your feet, right? It's, but all anyway. very
1: tight and form fitting. Like,
0: hmm and very Um, like a lot of bright colors right yep
1: yep yeah no very very interesting to see especially since we've just recorded the 1950s ones Mm -hmm. and looking at the fashion there which was very um you know wearing a petticoat and big shoulders to make your waist look smaller and this is just like literally a leotard here's your body
0: (laughs) yeah right yeah so um in what the what wackadoo crazy fad diet category, I want to finish with one of the most unhinged fad diets <laughs> I have come across since the 1920s grapefruit diet. And actually, it might be even worse than that. I'm oh, go again, I'm going to put the image in the chat because um, Jenny, I would just love you to read this um, okay. suggested daily intake.
1: The name of it appears to be the (laughs) wine and eggs diet. It sure is. Three days. uh, Your goal is to lose five pounds. So for breakfast, you can have one hard boiled egg, one glass of dry white wine, preferably a Chablis. Uh, Black coffee. Oh, to balance off the wine. No one's going to get sleepy. Oh, God, I can feel like the acidity in my stomach now (laughs) just talking about this. Uh, For lunch, you can have two eggs. Hard-boiled is best, but poached if necessary. (laughs) Um, Two glasses of white wine. Oh, two. And a black coffee. Uh, Dinner is five ounces of steak, grilled with black pepper, lemon juice, remainder of white wine, one bottle allowed per day, (laughs) and black coffee. I mean, you're losing five pounds because you're only drinking diuretics. (laughs) And like, not nearly <laughs> a vegetable in
0: sight. Nary, oh yeah, and no
1: food, <laughs> no fiber
0: whatsoever.
1: Oh, I feel sick just thinking. Like, there's nothing about this that is like okay. Like, ooh,
0: yeah, just completely. Again, you know, kind of to what we were talking about in last week's episode. Like, yeah, I mean, you you probably will lose weight. You will have zero health benefits. <laughs> Can because- have
1: actually negative health benefits because seven bottles of wine a week <laughs> is absolutely putting you in the category of having negative outcomes health from your alcohol outcomes. problem. That has become a problem if you're drinking a bottle of wine by yourself every day.
0: Yeah, well, up to a bottle a day, right? Up you, to look, yeah. you, if you you can't drink all day if you don't start a breakfast, and this diet definitely has you start. Wine on basically an empty stomach with black coffee for
1: breakfast. God, heaven forbid you have to drive anywhere. I guess they didn't have <laughs> issues with drinking and driving then because no, everything was fine. legal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's just so, so stupid.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, again, uh, um I guess I'm glad it's only for three days is the recommended duration of oh, that diet. But um I can't imagine you'd feel very good at the end of that. No. Nor would you ever want to see
1: an egg again. <laughs> And i just imagine my dad being like i will not be drinking white wine with my steak <laughs>
0: yeah so uh that's the uh that's the, the the big fun and uh bizarre uh highlights from the 1960s <laughs> drink drink your drink your white wine and eat your eggs oh together with coffee for breakfast uh
1: george would not approve of that <laughs> so much for listening to me now we really appreciate your support and if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast it would mean the world to us